It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The 2024 Big 12 schedule is expected to be officially revealed next week, according to a report from The Athletic. What does the ideal 2024 schedule for BYU football look like? We're talking about that and also a big commitment in the 2025 recruiting class in Tyler Payne. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And by way of introduction, this is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU. And a big thank you once again for joining us right here. All right, let's dive right in on today's show. And a report came yesterday amidst all of the craziness that was the NFL yesterday. And by the way, congratulations to Fred Warner with the San Francisco. 49ers, Andrew with the Kansas City Chiefs, and also Kyle Van Noy from the Baltimore Ravens. Those three former Cougars, I guess I should include Matt Bushman as well, on the practice squad for the Chiefs. All four of those Cougars, I should say, advancing to the NFC and AFC title games. The good news is at least uh, one representative uh, from BYU will be in the Super Bowl at minimum, and a very good chance we see at least two playing in the big game down in Las Vegas. But we want to say congratulations to all of them. But amidst all of that yesterday, there was a little tweet that I uh, noticed and a number of you also noticed on social media. It came from Max Olson from The Athletic saying this, The Big 12 is expected to release its 2024 football schedule on January January." 30th, source tells The Athletic. Uh, obviously, we already know who BYU is going to play in 2024, but I want to do a little exercise on today's show and talk about what I believe would be the perfect schedule for BYU in 2024 from my perspective. Now, I'm not saying this is what it's going to be. I, I highly expect I'm going to be wrong on like eight or nine of these projections, but this is in my mind the best way to lay out the schedule. If BYU were able to walk into the Big 12 headquarters and say, okay, here's who we got. We got our 12 opponents. This is how we want them to lay out. This is what we want to happen. I think this is how I would perceive BYU wants it to go. I think it's got a pretty good mix of the high-level opponents BYU is expecting to face while also uh, using their strategic uh, opportunities of getting maybe lesser than opponents and also using multiple buys this year. That's one thing as well that the 2024 football season has, and it has a little quirk this year that every team, if they so choose, can use a double bye this year. You can use two different bye weeks just the way the calendar lays out. It doesn't happen very often in college football, but it's going to happen here in 2024. And BYU, I think, would do well to utilize those, and hopefully the Big 12 schedule helps them utilize those in uh, advantageous positions. So I'm going to throw up a little graphic here. For those of you watching this on YouTube, you'll see the graphic, but I will describe it for those of you listening in the audio format as well. But I'm going to throw that up right now. So here you go. Here's how I believe the perfect setup for BYU goes. 
Obviously, we know that BYU will kick off the season August 31st with their FCS games. They welcome them in the Southern Illinois Salukis to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It'll be hot. It'll be a, a summer game. Uh, BYU likely plays this one probably mid-afternoon, just the way that the TV schedules go. But maybe they play it late night. Who knows how the TV networks want it. But they open up with Southern Illinois. Then we know they go to SMU. And SMU, crazily enough, is going to be a member of the Atlantic Coast Conference. Yes, the ACC next year. And this will be uh, BYU's first road trip of the season, September 7th, when they go to SMU, barring something really crazy with the Big 12 deciding to slide a Big 12 game into Week 2. I just don't see that happening. And then uh, Week 3, September 14th, we already know BYU has a scheduled date at Wyoming. I was hoping that BYU would buy their way out of this game for a long time, but the more I think about it, you know what? I'm thinking I might make the trip up to Laramie. I'm sure a number of you will as well to go up there and uh, renew acquaintances with the Pokes uh, up there, and I think that's a, a decent start to the season for BYU. One home game, then your two uh, non-conference road games. One of them a G5 game, not ideal, but nonetheless, you deal with it. And then I believe the Big 12 opener should come that following week after uh, Wyoming, and I believe BYU should open up with Arizona. Now, Arizona's in a bit of a flux. They obviously were considered to be a team that was going to be a Big 12 contender, and they very well could still be that with Brent Brennan taking over as their head coach after Jed Fish's departure, especially considering uh, their star quarterback, Noah Fafita, as well as Taitaroa McMillan, their star wide receiver, decided to remain in Tucson rather than hit the transfer portal and look elsewhere, potentially going to Washington with Jed Fish. So I think if BYU can get through the first month, as I'll call it here, of September uh, with those four games, I think that'd be a pretty advantageous spot for BYU to be in. And then I believe you use the last week of September, the five weeks that it kind of lay out here. September 28th, I believe BYU should utilize their first buy if at all possible. Get through those first four games, take a little bit of a breather, take stock of where you're at, and then hit what I will be- I believe is going to be a very, very tough October once again. But BYU is no stranger the last two seasons in particular to playing very, very stout October schedules. Now, uh, the annual uh, Friday night game for BYU, I actually think BYU should mix this up this year and go on the road. I know typically they have hosted when they've played those Friday night games ahead of a general conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm advocating for BYU actually to do that on the road this year. So you use that bye week and then you make your longest trip of the season. You make the cross-country trip October 4th, which would be a Friday night or whatever game. It'd be 5 o'clock, I guess, technically, here on the uh, in the Mountain Time Zone, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. And you play at UCF. Play the nights on a Friday night. Uh, UCF is very, very... Uh, used to playing uh, weekday games, as they call them. I think this would be a very, very good thing for BYU. And then it gives you that extra day. You can fly back Friday night, have Saturday and Sunday with General Conference, etc. to recover. And then you welcome in probably the best single team, I believe, on BYU's schedule to Lavelle Edwards Stadium October 12th with Kansas State coming into town. Kansas State is the team that somebody, or not somebody, everybody seemingly forgets to talk about annually when it comes to the Big 12 Conference. And they just, they're not not a, a team that anybody really thinks is all that quote-unquote sexy, but what they are is they are just an absolutely dominant physical football team, and it's going to be a tough game for BYU to win that one, but I do believe that would lay out the best if you go make that long trip, use that bye week, get down to UCF, have the extra day coming back, and then get Kansas State into Provo. The following week, you go back out on the road, you make your trip to Texas to take on the Baylor Bears, uh, renewing acquaintances with the Bears after a, a hiatus this year, after having played them the two previous years 
years before 2023, so I'm speaking of 2021 and 2022. Uh, we'll see what Baylor looks like as they try to bounce back from a lackluster season of their own. And then I would uh, say that BYU comes back home, in my mind, with the ideal uh, finale for the month of October, hosting Kansas. Obviously, BYU lost to Kansas last year in their Big 12 opener. Uh, history made, obviously, when BYU played that game out there in Lawrence. Kansas is a very, very good team. One of the teams I believe will be in the upper echelon of the Big 12 this year. And you get Jeff Grimes back in Provo as the offensive coordinator for the Jayhawks. And then I believe BYU should use their second bye week, the uh, first week of November, November 2nd. So be the week of Halloween, etc. You can take some downtime there. You've uh, played probably the two toughest home games you're going to play all season long in Kansas State and Kansas in that month. You get out of that, take stock once again of where you're at after two full months of the season. I could very easily see BYU coming out of this, going into that November 2nd bye week, being like 4-4. Four and four. It really lays out that way in my mind of how I would project BYU to do. But then you kick it back up in, in November. November 9th, you go to Arizona State. Who doesn't want to go to the desert? This is the advantageous thing with Arizona and Arizona State on the schedule going forward for BYU is you can take some trips to, this, uh, to Arizona in November when it's a little chilly here along the Wasatch Front. Still pretty pleasant down there in the desert. I think BYU makes that trip November 9th to Arizona State. They come back home of November 16th hosting Oklahoma State. Now this is probably the third uh, of the best home games BYU's got because they got a really good uh, home schedule. Come on, Arizona, Kansas State, Kansas, Oklahoma State, and obviously Houston as well in that mix, along with that Southern Illinois game. It's a pretty stout home slate of games for BYU, but then you get Oklahoma State in town, hopefully can uh, get some revenge for having lost in Stillwater the year before, and then Senior Day. I think it may get a relative layup with a new head coach Willie Fritz taking over with the Houston Cougars, and they come to town November 23rd. That'll be Senior Day for for BYU, and then, as we all expect, November 30th, to cap off the season on the road, 40 miles north of Provo, in Salt Lake City at Rice-Eccles Stadium. The renewal of conference uh, rivalry games for BYU as they take on the University of Utah to cap off the season November 30th. Now, that's the way I think it would be ideal. Essentially, you go four games by, four games by, and then finish off the season with a flourish and four games. Will that be how things work out? I highly doubt. I could see a scenario where BYU plays four games, plays five, takes a bye, and plays three. And, heck, you could even play uh, five Buy, play two, buy, play five. It just, we'll see what the Big 12 schedule is. But let me reiterate this is how I would think this would be an ideal layout for BYU to play their 2024 football schedule. Like I said, it stratifies the tough games across all three months of the season. You got a very, very stout home slate of games against some of the best teams in the conference. You got some pretty good road games as well. Going to Baylor, Arizona State, uh, at Wyoming, at SMU, you got some pretty good road games and obviously none bigger than your rivalry matchup against the University of Utah, but I think this balances the schedule as best I thought you possibly could do and gives BYU a fighting chance to not necessarily have to have a murderer's row of opponents uh, in any particular part of the schedule, and I think it would give them the best opportunity to get to six, seven wins potentially and get back to the bowl season. That's the biggest thing. BYU's goal this year, it feels like for me personally right now, is for BYU just get to six wins in 2024, get back to the bowl season. You pull off seven, eight wins, hey, that's even better, but just get back to the bowl season. That's the biggest thing for me, and I think this is the best way that the schedule could lay out. What are your thoughts? Uh, let me know in the comments below. Send us a note via social media. Email the show, LockedOnBYU at 
gmail.com. Those of you that are on our subtext community can text me directly. Send me a note. Let me know. Is my schedule, are you are you in love with it? Do you hate it? Let me know. I'd really like to get your guys' feedback on this because, like I said, that was the way I would lay it out. And I'm not the schedule maker for the Big 12. If I were, things would be probably looking a lot different for a number of programs out there. But, alas, that's how things look for BYU. And we'll see how things ultimately pan out. But I think it's a pretty uh, good layout in my mind, like I said, of balancing the tough games with also some quote-unquote layup games in between and gets you the best opportunity, I feel like, for staying healthy, utilizing the bye weeks to to your best ability as possible, and obviously uh, keeping players as fresh as possible, I think, as well, using those bye weeks and the travel, etc. So we'll see. Let me know what you guys think, and obviously we'll continue to break that down. Uh, We're waiting, so uh, that'll be eight days away from today. So midweek next week, we'll probably be breaking down the official 2024 football schedule, and we will compare how I did with my projection versus what the reality is for the BYU football program. Well, more good news came uh, yesterday for BYU football as well. They got their first commit of the 2025 recruiting cycle. Yes, the 2024 cycle is not done yet, but they got their first commit of the 2024 cycle. And it's a last name that should be very familiar to a number of you BYU fans. We'll talk about that next right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Of course, the NFL regular season is in the rearview mirror. The playoffs are well underway, my friends, but there's still time to get in on the action with our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Think about that. $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. All you got to do is place the bet. That is as simple as it gets, my friend. Uh, the best part is the app is super easy to use, and there's many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, money line spreads, player props. Uh, Super Bowl, uh, all kinds of stuff. I'm sure the halftime show length, uh, over under on the length of the national, all that stuff. It's all available to you now. They also have parlays in the Parlay Hub, making it the best way to find popular parlays and take advantage of those and rack up those winnings as well. And the best part is you can do it all at fanduel.com slash locked on. Get started there today. That's fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup once again. That's all courtesy of your friends at FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you for being a part of it. Want to remind you guys that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel right now. All right. Good news came yesterday for BYU football with the commitment of Tyler Payne out of Weber High School in North Ogden, Utah. And if that last name sounds familiar, it should. Tyler Payne is the son of former BYU kicker slash, um, how do I say this, uh, trucking machine, uh, Matt Payne. Yes, the one, the only Matt Payne has sons that are old enough to play football for the BYU football program. It's true. It makes you make you feel really old. It makes me feel pretty old myself, but nonetheless, Matt Payne has a son that's coming to BYU and that would be Tyler Payne out of Weber High School. Six foot two, 210 pound athlete. He's rated a three-star prospect currently from 24-7 sports with an 82 rating. He's the 18th ranked uh, prospect in uh, Utah in 2025 currently, but the one thing I can 
can tell you about Tyler Payne is he had an absolutely monster season this past year. 120-plus tackles, was All-State 6A uh, this past season for Weber and looks poised to be even better this fall for the Weber Warriors. The one thing I know about Tyler Payne, and it's just kind of a funny little anecdote, is that a couple years ago, and some of you know what I do, I do sports radio, and as part of that, I am uh, part of the selector committee for the John Watson Northern Utah High School Football Player of the Week Awards. We do that all prep football season long, honoring athletes from uh, Northern Utah. Essentially, the Weber, Davis County areas is what we uh, focus on because John Watson situated up there in Ogden. And this goes back, I think, two years ago, if I recall correctly. Uh, I was there as the MC of the event. They have a gala every fall. It actually ends up in the early December is when we typically have it. And we honor all of the weekly award winners. And I've talked about this recently. I had a chance to catch up with Falatau Satawala at the most recent one. But going back a couple of years ago, there's a young man by the name of Logan Payne, who's just a standout running back for the Weber Warriors. Now, I get to the event, I, I do the thing, and then after the event, I, we're hobnobbing around, just talking with people, and up walks a Logan Payne. He says, Mr. Hatch, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me be a part of this. And his dad walks up, and I shake his hand, and I says, what's your name? He's like, my name is Matt Payne. And I'm, I look at him, and I'm like, hold on. Are you that Matt Payne? He's like, which Matt Payne are you talking about? I'm like, the kicker for BYU. He's like, yeah, that's me. Uh, Yeah, Logan Payne is the oldest son of Matt Payne. He's currently on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, He's a 5'10", 190-pound linebacker slash running back prospect who is committed to play for Snow College, had hopes of potentially landing with BYU and who knows what the future holds for him. But let me get back to the point at hand. Is as I'm having this conversation with Matt Payne and Logan Payne, well, up walks this young man, and uh, Matt Payne says, hey, this is my other son, Tyler. Keep an eye on him. He's going to be a really, really good linebacker for Weber here in the next couple of years. I said, okay, that's awesome to hear. And he he said that he's also going to be taller than his brother. And at that point, Tyler was already taller than Logan was. Like I said, Logan's listed at five foot ten. Tyler's listed at six foot two. And I could tell at that point, uh Tyler already was taller than Logan. And this past season, as I start to see stats roll in from the season, I'm seeing double-digit tackle games left, right, and center from Weber High School. And then I look at the name, Tyler Payne. And Matt Payne nailed it. He said, keep an eye on this kid. And Tyler Payne, folks, is going to be a problem, I think, in the future for opposing teams when BYU goes up against them. He is an absolute human missile. Uh, The one thing about it is he's got incredible instincts. You watch his uh, huddle highlights, and he's got the ability to diagnose plays and then just get to where he needs to make a play and just rack up the tackles. And it's really, really fun to see. He's uh, still a very young player in in many respects. Like I said, he's only a junior at Weber right now. But to have to have the type of season that he had this past year and obviously projecting ahead to his senior season for Weber and I'm assuming uh, he like his older brother Logan will go on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, the Payne family legacy carries on at BYU and it's a really really cool thing to see because uh, any of you who recall those hits that Matt Payne put on that uh, poor I forget the the Boise State return man's name. He played in the NFL for a minute but I don't think he's ever forgotten the two crunching bone crunching hits that Matt Payne laid on him in that game and it was a 2000 four if I recall correctly but uh, really really fun to see Tyler Payne and I'm expecting him to be a very very fine football player for BYU in the future and I just want to say a public congratulations to Tyler on that honor it's really cool to see and it's like I said it's funny that I think back on that event talking with Matt and he's hey keep an eye on my son Logan over he's gonna be a really really good linebacker for Weber and well he was right, and it's really cool to see that. And once again, congratulations to the Payne family. One other note I wanted to get on the recruiting front is we had four, five, excuse me, 
former Cougars taking part in the annual Polynesian Bowl out in Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, this honors a lot of the top uh, high school athletes, a lot of them with obviously Polynesian connections, but not all of them because we had guys like Reiner Swanson uh, play in this game, but it's a really, really fun event. Uh, it's televised on the NFL Network. I was watching a part of it on Saturday evening. It was really cool to see these former Cougars getting their opportunity to show what they're capable of. Really liked what I saw from Ephraim Asiata. Also liked what I saw from Falato Satuwala on the defensive side. Reiner Swanson was playing offense in this game. He also had Devo Tuatanga uh, playing in this. Tei Nakua had one reception, if I recall correctly. Uh, yes, he did uh, for Team, uh, I believe it was Team Makai in that one. Uh, yeah, Tei Nakua, one reception, five yards in the game. But the fun part was seeing all these guys representing BYU. That's the best part about it. You had Puka Nakua on hand as one of the, the I guess, people that was handing out awards and the like. It was awesome to see these guys get their chance. And if you were paid attention to the reports from 24-7 Sports and other uh, uh, recruiting services out there, Falatau Satuwala and Reiner Swanson among the all of the guys that BYU sent to this game. Like I said, there were five of them uh, participating in it. But Reiner Swanson and Falatau Satuwala were very, very impressive. And it was really, really good to hear that Reiner Swanson said that Aaron Roderick has told him he has no plans to redshirt him. Reiner Swanson, folks, has got the body of a, a college football player right now, and he's just 17 years old. He's going to play a full year at BYU before embarking on a mission, and that's really, really exciting to think about potentially him and or like a Jackson Bowers this year potentially breaking out under new head, uh, new tight ends coach Kevin Gilbride. It's obviously going to take work for them to move up the depth chart and unseat guys like Mataava Taase, but they have the potential. They've got that type of ability out there, but I'm not going to discount what I saw from Ephraim Asiata. Like I said, I'm also not going to discount uh, Tate Nakua's contributions, but it was really, really cool to see all these guys representing BYU on that field, and there's a number of high-level players in that game as well. So, uh, congratulations to all five. I said, like I said, devote to Atanga, Tate Nakua, Ephraim Asiata, Falatau Satuwala, and Ryan Swanson are representing BYU well at the Polynesian Bowl. I think it was a very, very fun thing to see them play out. And then just one other note, uh, many of you might have seen over the weekend that Ohio State has been collecting all kinds of transfer portal talent. Uh, Devin Brown has been a name a number of you have reached out about over the weekend with regards to, hey, if they get, they, they just got this kid Julian Sayan, I believe is how you say his last name. He's a five-star prospect who had gone to Alabama, transferred when Nick Saban retired, and has now landed at Ohio State. You combine that with Will Howard, Aaron Nolan, who's another former five-star prospect on that roster at Ohio State, and it feels like it's a very bloated and uh, talented quarterback room at Ohio State. Could Devin Brown, a guy who once upon a time played high school football for a season at Corner Canyon, could he enter the portal? Well, that could very well happen, but it'll have to wait until after spring ball. So any of you are hoping to hear that uh, Devin, Devin Brown's entered the transfer portal? Well, it will not happen until the tail end of April, uh, if not May, before that. But uh, keep an eye on it. It's worth monitoring because this is a kid, like I said, he grew up in Arizona, but transferred to play football at Corner Canyon High School for a season. I know BYU was very interested in him during his time, during his uh, prep days, but until he hits the portal, it can't really go down. But keep an eye on that. It's bear, it, it bears watching to see if BYU can get into the mix for a guy like Devin Brown down the road, but it will not happen until this spring at the very, very earliest, barring uh, Ryan Day getting fired and or leaving Ohio State, but uh, the way that Ohio State has been spending money, apparently $16 million, according to some reports, in NIL this offseason, doesn't seem like he's going anywhere. They're loading up, on obviously, when your rival 
wins a national title like Michigan did, uh, you got to do something if you're Ohio State to get back at them. And uh, they decided to open the pocketbook and start paying guys NIL-wise to get uh, more talent uh, for the Buckeyes. All right, so there you go. That's what I, that's some of the uh, recruiting updates and some of the notes on BYU players. We'll have more of them as they kind of roll in. But once again, a big congratulations to Tyler Payne. Really cool to see him uh, kicking off the 2025 recruiting cycle for BYU and not waiting, honestly. That's the other thing about Tyler Payne. He didn't. He could have waited and gone through the spring evaluation period and said, I want to collect some more offers because he was getting a lot of power for uh, attention because of that breakout season for Weber. But he said, no, you know what? No, I know where I want to go. I want to be a BYU Cougar. I want to carry on the family legacy. And that's a really, really cool thing to see. And I've already been in contact with him and we're hoping to have him on the podcast here in the next little while. All right. So uh, we'll finish out this edition of the show with updates from the weekend that was in BYU sports, uh, both BYU basketball programs in action, also BYU men's volleyball, a lot of good stuff from over the weekend, and also a good uh, uh, piece of news for BYU basketball potentially as they look to bounce back from that loss at, uh, uh, at Texas Tech on Saturday. We'll get to all that next right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Utah Community Credit Union. They have the Learn and Earn feature, which is paying your entire family uh, to learn about money inside the UCCU mobile banking app. All of us want to be smarter when it comes to our finances and money in general, and that's where Learn and Earn comes in. It breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. I've told you guys that I've started doing this since the new year. I collected my first uh, gift card just the other day. It's a, it's a gift card to Amazon. And let me just put it this way. Mrs. Hatch has already spent it, so it's a great way uh, to collect uh, points. What it is, every Every time a family member completes a topic, you earn points, they accrue, and you redeem, be redeemed for gift cards, like I said, to the aforementioned Amazon. You also get Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many other companies. You can get gift cards for your participation in this. The best part is there's age-appropriate content for every member of the family. Y'all can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards as well. And Learn and Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it literally anytime, anywhere. You got some downtime. The more you play, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the more you earn. It's Learn and Earn. Part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. A little bit of a tease ahead to the week ahead here on the podcast. We are going to have Connor Pay back on the show uh, to check in and see how offseason workouts are going, how the new strength and conditioning staff is affecting things. Probably get some thoughts from him on Kevin Gilbride. And he's also got offseason training he's doing. So if you'd like to be a part of that podcast, what I mean by that is if you'd like to submit questions for Connor to answer, that'll be coming up later this week. I want to encourage you as another shameless plug for you to join our subtext community. It's a really, really simple way to interact with the show and also support the podcast as well. It costs $5 a month. You get a free 14-day trial to see if it's right for you and really you can communicate with the show via text messages to your phone. I send out messages every day to our listeners and they can fire right back with text messages of their own. They show up on your phone and it's as simple as that. I've got goals to really make this a resource for you to be in the know as a Cougar fan so I can send out instantaneous updates Uh, and if you want to be a part of it, it's in the show notes whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to wherever you 
Nature podcast. It's in the show notes. Click the link, type in your phone number. Like I said, a 14-day free trial and just $5 a month afterwards to have that access directly to me uh, via your smartphone or your cell phone in general. It's a really, really fun way to interact with the show, and it also, once again, supports the podcast financially as well. I want to thank you guys in advance that have already signed up and those of you who may be signing up uh, once again. All right, a couple of notes before we go on today's show. Obviously, a tough loss for BYU on the road at Texas Tech. Incredible first half, not so great second half, and BYU falls 85-78 to to Texas Tech on Saturday. We'll see where BYU lands in the rankings this week after a 1-1 record last week. They were 20th. Uh, this past week, and obviously we'll see if they sink a little bit lower after the loss to Texas Tech. I actually think BYU should stay right about where they are, right? That 20 range I think is about right for the Cougars, but a big week looms, and some potential good news for BYU. You're going to be facing off against Houston. Now, Houston is ranked number 5 currently as of recording of this podcast. I'm assuming after their wins last week, Houston will move up in the national rankings. Uh, they beat Texas Tech, and then obviously UCF in their past two games after suffering two surprise losses to Iowa State and TCU, but then now they come to Provo to face off against BYU tomorrow night. I'm going to be joined uh, by Parker Ainsworth from Locked On Cougs, uh, obviously covering Houston. We'll do that on our uh, Tuesday edition of the podcast, so stay tuned for that tomorrow. But Gregor Bell put this out last night. It says, BYU has been good at bouncing back from setbacks. Uh, Pope era, so under Mark Pope's tenure, BYU is 28-12, and 12, a 70% win rate when coming off a loss. They host Houston, obviously, tomorrow night at the Marriott Center, so... Uh, Seven and ten times BYU has bounced back from a loss with a W. That'd be good to see, but the level of difficulty for this one is probably the biggest in terms of a bounce back for BYU, and that is obviously when you have a top five ranked Houston team coming to Provo, but it kicks off a very, very big week because after Houston, you host Texas on Saturday. If BYU can pick up both of these wins this week, that would say a lot about this basketball program, but they could just as easily lose both of them and be sitting at two and five in conference, and that would be very, very disheartening in many ways to be sitting at that at the same time. So I guess the goal for me, if I'm uh, projecting ahead for BYU is going to split somehow, some way. You beat Texas uh, on Saturday and you lose to Houston, great. Or you vice versa that, that works. Uh, you, you need to find a way to get a, to get a split of these games. It seems more likely BYU to win that game over Texas in my mind on Saturday. But hey, uh, this is a big opportunity. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere at the Marriott Center. And we'll be looking forward to seeing what BYU does tomorrow. And we'll preview that once again uh, with Parker Ainsworth on tomorrow's show. Also on the basketball front, got to say a, uh, congratulations to Lauren Gustin. She broke Tina Gunn's 44-year-old BYU rebounding record. Uh, she uh, led BYU to a 60 to 46 win over Texas Tech on Saturday in the Marriott Center on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Lauren Gustin is going to be an all-time legend at BYU. I don't care what anybody says. She is a walking legend for BYU women's basketball. When you break Tina Gunn records at BYU, I don't know how many of you know the history of BYU women's basketball. Tina Gunn is in that pantheon of all-time goats in women's basketball at BYU. And uh, Lauren Gustin racked up 17 points and 14 rebounds while just needing four to pass Tina Gunn's record of 1,000 482 rebounds, and obviously she did that very, very quickly. Congratulations to her on that honor, and uh, her legend status has now been cemented in the record books for BYU, and uh, it was a nice win for BYU. They got to obviously continue to do this thing uh, for BYU women's basketball, but uh, that was a congratulations, very much in order for uh, Lauren Gustin, and BYU is back on the road this Saturday. They have a midweek bye for the first time this season. Speaking of the women's team, they'll be at Kansas State on January 27th. They'll be taking on uh, the Wildcats 
match at Bramalage Coliseum at 4 o'clock Central Time on Saturday. That's 3 o'clock Mountain Time. It'll be on ESPN+. And then the final note I got for you guys on today's show is congratulations to the BYU men's volleyball program. Uh, they swept UC Santa Barbara 3-0 on Saturday evening, completing... Uh, weekend sweep of the 15th ranked Gauchos. Uh, no rest for the weary for BYU men's volleyball because they are back in action tonight, folks. They are right back at it. Uh, they're hosting Princeton tonight at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. The live broadcast will be on BYU TV. Yes, uh, it's the only t- uh, program in BYU's uh, sports or you know, the, the athletic department that is not on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus because they are not a member of the Big 12. Uh, so Jerem Jordan and the crew will be on the call. BYU TV, BYUtv.org. It's a back-to-back set. So tonight and tomorrow night, BYU men's volleyball taking on Princeton, and hopefully they can make it at three wins in a row uh, with a victory over Princeton tonight. All right, there you go. So that I catch up on everything I've got for you guys on this Monday edition of the show. Uh, once again, I just want to say a, a very, very big thank you to all of you for your support of this podcast. It's really, really cool to see you guys sticking around. It's the quote-unquote off-season for a number of you. A number of you just, are just football fans, but uh, the numbers have stayed very, very strong on into the quote-unquote off-season. Obviously, I think basketball being in the Big 12 has helped on that, but I really want to thank you guys once again for being everydayers with us here on the podcast. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first list. And, of course, we'll be back tomorrow previewing the Cougars versus the Cougars with Locked On Cougs and a crossover edition of Locked On Cougars and Locked On Cougs with Parker Ainsworth. Stay tuned for that. And, once again, we'll be back here every single day all week long right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 